The following podcast contains explicit language on explicit topics, and as a trigger warning, the following material contains topics of sexual assault. listening to Afterthought, an anonymous podcast for sexually active and dormant women. I'm your host, Epiphany Evans, and today I'm sitting down with Africa. Hey, Africa. Hey, girl. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining me today. No problem. It's my pleasure. So without further ado, where does your sexual evolution begin? My sexual evolution begins... I'm glad we are using anonymous names. (laughs) Um, My mother was single in my toddler years. And I just, you know, remember her having a boyfriend or two or whatever. And that was the first time I ever, like, heard sex. So that's what me. I was just like, oh, like, you know. um, What's that? Yeah, what's that? Like, and then that was the first time I noticed sex was hearing it. And then um, I would notice when my mom would cover my eyes on the TV. And mm-hmm. then probably around <laughs> age seven or eight, I had a stuffed animal and I tried humping it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's oh. where it starts. Um, I probably didn't masturbate till I was in high school, honestly. Um, hmm. But you, was it a conscious decision to wait until high school? Yes, it was. Um, I kind of had like a traumatic experience with sex my ninth grade year, but I still knew about it in middle school. I just, I was still excited to like kiss boys in middle school. You know, it was never um, a thought that it would go as far as sex when mm-hmm. I did have my little boyfriends in middle school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before a little stuff like that, I wasn't really thinking about sex until high school. Why was that? Were your parents telling you about sex? Were your friends talking about it? Um, my friends were talking about it. I knew about it. My parents my parents were very open with sex actually. Um my mom got me a um Things to Know About Your Body book mm-hmm. when I was about in sixth grade. I remember flipping through the pages and looking at the women's and men's bodies and I was excited about it. I wish I would have actually read it, but I didn't. <laughs> I was more so just interested in looking at titties and dick. So, um, yeah. So you grew up in California, so I grew up in the Bay Area, yes. Yeah. So then was your sex were your sex ed courses pretty liberal like did you know how to put a condom on yes i did my teacher taught me how to do it on a banana wow i've always been sex is was not hidden from me Mm -hmm. my school was pretty open with it my um family was pretty open with it Mm -hmm. so um when i actually did have sex for the first time i told my parents wow what did they say they my stepdad was kind of shocked that i just told them but they were cool they were like, well, did you use protection? And mm-hmm. who was it? And wow, should you get on birth control? Did you get on birth control? I did. Wow. Yeah, I was on birth control at 16. I had a boyfriend in, in high school, and I told my parents that I was sexually active with him, and I should get on birth control. Wow. And they supported that. That's so nice to hear. Yes. Okay. 
Wow. Are you, you, you're, that would continue, right? Like as you now are in your adulthood, are you talking to them about sex? About sex? Oh yeah. Like my mom will really be like, who are you fucking right now? I was like, mom, (laughs) stay out of my business. Then I end up telling her. (laughs) Wow. That's so funny. Yeah. I'll call my mom like, mom, (laughs) this guy tried to fucking come on my face last night. Like I remember the first time a guy ever tried to come on my face. I was so shocked because I never had a guy do that to me before. So I called my mom the next day, like, you know, the audacity. And she was just like, well, don't knock it till you try it. Oh, my God. Yeah, so me and my parents are pretty close. Kudos to them for understanding, like... Yeah, you know, I want to be like that with my... I want my kids because sex is a part of life. It is. It just is. It's important to be comfortable with it. Be comfortable with yourself. So did you try it? Yes, I actually (laughs) did. I'm not going to lie. Like, and at the time I was struggling with acne really bad. (laughs) Oh, my God. So I was pretty much desperate to try anything. So I ended up... Letting the guy do it. Well, that's exploration. It is. So when did that happen? Was that in college? What were you like in college? In college, besides my freshman year, I never went like a whole month without having sex in college. I I, I was always I always had me a little boo, a little some some tap on you know, a little some some. And then that's only a little surprising because I do know you have a multi year boo that. Yes, I do. Um, Surprisingly, in college, he was like my side nigga. Okay. So um, he would just like, you know, whenever you're ready to be treated like a queen, come fuck with me. And, you know, um, we were just always on and off whenever the guy I was talking to would like fuck around on me. I would always go back to that one. You know, you always got that one that you just go back to that comfortable dick. He was my comfortable dick. Humpy dick. There's some juicy detail in there. Yeah, you know, the interview probably started <laughs> off a little slow, but I have some, like, I have a lot of stories. I have a lot of interesting <laughs> um, partners that I've had. Who are some of those standout, interesting men? That stand out. I feel like I stand out, so mm-hmm. the guys that I talk to don't really stand out i like quiet nice guys mm-hmm. the most interesting partner i've had probably be the one that I, that i have been talking to since i was 18 and i'm still talking to right now who i'm super on and off with mm-hmm. just because um he comes off kind of as a nerd and as a dork but he's so with the shit um very fun to travel with do mm-hmm. drugs with mm-hmm fucking public places with you know and just he doesn't give off that um visage mm-hmm. so i think that makes him interesting it keeps it exciting so just in being nosy i mean yeah you, you've come this far with him is he your forever nigga sometimes i hope so but i know we drive each other crazy mm-hmm. so sometimes i have my doubts mm-hmm. um you know, if it, I hope it works out, but I will be fine if it does not work out. And he will be fine if it does not work out. And if it doesn't, he helped me grow mm-hmm. and I appreciate him. But I'm going to still do me and keep it popping, keep me popping. And I would hope that he does the same. But if we do, I hope that we could be popping together, you know. Um, I'm a very go with the flow type of girl. I did date the point guard of my 
college. Mm. So he stood out. He was, um, always had to worry about other women. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was a lot of fun. Great dresser. Taught me a lot about sex. I don't know. I don't know. Next question. I don't know. We have some lights though. The most interesting guy I've dated. Mm-hmm. I dated a guy in college who went to UC Davis. He stood out to me because I feel like that's the only guy I never really got. Every every guy that I've dated is usually like head over heels fucking crazy for me because I'm really interesting and exciting spirit. And this one guy, like, he never... I don't know. He never trusted me, mm. which he's probably really fucking smart for doing. <laughs> but he will always be the most interesting man to me because he never let me get that close to him. Mm. And most people let me get close to them. So I asked like who you were in college. Who are you now in the real world? Now in the real world, I am a confident, sexual, free spirited woman, I would say. I enjoy talking about sex. I don't care if it makes people uncomfortable. I I actually hope it does. I want to know why it makes you uncomfortable. Um, I'm still a go-with-the-flow type of girl. I wouldn't mind fucking with a girl. I haven't yet. It's on my bucket list. So I would say I'm just a, a woman still learning, still excited for growth and experiences. One thing that I would like to say about my journey is... Um, what always made me like confident, open, and sexual is that um, I was never afraid of rejection. I'm not afraid of rejection. I I always think that like let's say I see some guy or some girl out and I like them. I like their style. I'm the type of person that's gonna walk up to you like, hey, I like your style. I'm attracted to you. Can I take you out? And even if they reject me, then I always think like I could get, I can get anybody I want. And I think that helps me in my my dating and my sex life. I, I'm confident with that, and yeah. All it takes is a little fucking confidence, effort, maybe a little rejection. It makes the journey a little more fun. So then, can you share with me a thoughty moment of your past? A thoughty moment of my past. Yes, I can. Let me think of which one I would like to share with you. So when I graduated college, as I stated earlier, I was dating the starting point guard of my college. So you can only imagine all of the drama and the women and the insecurities that I had to deal with. So a little after I graduated, I finally just, I had got embarrassed one too many times and I decided I was over that shit. So I started fucking whoever I wanted to fuck. And it got to the point where I think I messed with about two or three guys within the span of five days, probably. And it's just crazy because men are so pushy, you know? And I was messing with the my go-to comfy dick. <laughs> and messing with a guy from New York at the same time and then I was interested in messing with a non-black guy and one that I known that I had known I've been friends with him for a while we got drunk one night and he hopped on me so I was just like hey I'd rather be him because I'm comfortable with him this is gonna be my first non-black guy but 
I had just slept with my go-to guy. Mm-hmm. And I think he came in me. So I didn't want to really mess with this Mexican guy because mm-hmm. I knew somebody else's body fluids were inside of me, you know? Mm-hmm. And he was just so pushy, like, no, you know, like, I still, I still, I still want to eat it and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, you know, like, let's just wait. Like, no, no, I really don't want you to know. Like, you know, uh, like, I fuck with other people. I don't I, Like, I ended up just telling them, like, oh, I fuck and I don't know if I exactly said that, but I definitely hinted, like, no, I don't think that's a good idea. And he just wanted to do it so bad. And then I just, I was nervous. And then I just let him do it. And afterwards, I didn't feel bad. I felt thotty, mm-hmm. but I didn't feel bad. Did you feel violated? No. I thought I was going to. But I was just like, oh, well, like, you know, I told you no. I... I mean, I did want to do it, but I told you why I didn't want to do it because I had already messed with somebody else, mm-hmm. and you still wanted to do it. So he doesn't really know that he was eating me out after I had like unprotected sex with somebody. But I told him that I wasn't really trying to do it, and he kind of kept forcing himself on me. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna let him fucking do it. So that was pretty thoughty of me, and um. Yeah, I don't even think we ended up having sex because he was so drunk that he couldn't get it up. So I just got some head and yeah. That like borders on assault. Yeah, it it was borderline. But I was just like, you know what? You want to be so fucking pushy? Fine. Have somebody else's come in your mouth. What do I give a fuck? I have one more thoughty moment to share. I forgot that I had a little phase where I was doing cocaine. Mm. And I don't know if anyone's heard, but cocaine is a hell of a drug. One time, I was hanging out with this lesbian couple because they just always took interest in me. And they never, you know, pressured me to do anything. They were just cool friends who happened to be lesbians and like to do coke. So I was hanging out with these lesbians one day and we go to this bar in Gardena and they know the owners. It's after hours, after three. So nobody's there. And I walk in and I shit you not, there's literally 30 lines of cocaine, like 30. And they're just like, everybody takes some lines. This is for everybody, blah, blah, blah. So we, we start taking some lines and we're in a bar. There's just nobody, not a lot of people. There's probably like eight of us in there. And it's a couple guys and then these lesbian girls and then like two other girls. And they're playing music and we're twerking and everybody just starts taking off their clothes. So I'm in my bra and panties fucking twerking off a coke with these lesbians and these bar owners. And, you know, nobody even had sex, but I just thought it was just so thoughty that everybody just wanted to get naked and the lesbians were making the hell and one of the girls was twerking on the bar owner. We was sniffing coke off titties, sniffing coke off ass. Like, it was just crazy. It was an exciting, crazy ass fucking experience. It was super thoughty of me. I probably would never do it again, but I wouldn't take it back. Oh my God. Wait, so did your parents know about this? Are you open about everything with them? Yeah, my mom knows that I've done cocaine. My mom knows that I've done other drugs. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, I don't know if I told her that exact story before, but... (laughs) I mean, she wouldn't be shocked. She knows her daughter. 
Oh, I have one more story I could tell. I have a really bad habit of having all of my lovers, like, in the same place, like, at the same party. Uh Oh. So I have a lot of, like, drama. And I guess that is pretty thoughty, like, having two of the same guys that you're fucking at your birthday party. Yeah. It brings a lot of drama. Well, what happened? Like, what's an example of, like, having them at the same party? So my 22nd birthday party was pretty thoughty of me. I had the ex from college, the point guard, and then I had my go-to guy at the same party. And the go-to guy had, like, rushed to get off of work, to come, just to be at my birthday, just to see, just to walk in, see me talking to my ex-lover and acting like it was no big deal, acting like he wasn't there. Mm -hmm. Still asking him to drive me home, getting shitty drunk, like, plastered. Trying to have sex, but can't really have sex mm-hmm. because I'm so drunk. Happens. Uh, yeah, you know, I just don't mind having my lovers in the same place. Gotta let the fire burn. Men always want to pull that, you know, we're not in a relationship deal, mm-hmm. but still want to have that control over you and who you give your body to. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll be like, fuck that. I can fuck who I want. You don't want to have the commitment. This is my pussy and I do what I want. You're a big girl now? I'm a big girl now. (laughs) (laughs) For the final portion of the show, we play a little game like Truth or Dare. Mm -hmm. It's just first or last. You choose first or last, and then I give you a little prompt. Okay. All right, so first or last? Last. Tell me about the last white peen you had. (laughs) The last white peen I had. (laughs) The last white peen I had. Someone who happened to be the same sign as me. So that was interesting. I had never had sex with another Pisces. Mm. So I was very excited. Um, This white boy (laughs) is your typical tatted up soccer player mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure nobody was expecting that but yeah <laughs> I um I had sex with a soccer player he plays professional soccer mm. he's all tatted up I met him at a dive bar dancing to reggae music and he was really good at dancing to reggae music and I was really drunk and we just hit it off the sex was good The head was real, real good. I'm just convinced that white boys love eating pussy. And I'm all for it. I'm here for it. Um, Keep it going, white men. Keep it going, okay? I like it. Um, Yeah. Aggressive. Um, I didn't like that, that he was so aggressive. Whenever we got drunk, he was just super... I was like, oh, calm down. You're just so aggressive. Like, just kissing me really hard and just just really aggressive. So he kind of turned me off of white men for a second. I might come back to y'all a little later, but <laughs> I'm cool off the white dick right now. Y'all just don't know what to do with a fine-ass black woman like me or my beautiful host. Thank you. Yeah. Before we end, do you have any final thoughts? Final thoughts. Um, yes. I just want everybody who's listening to this, like, don't ever feel ashamed for anything sexual that you want to experience or that you have experienced. You know, um, we are social, sexual creatures. 
And everybody should embrace that. Make love, fuck, have a little fun, be serious. Just feel free to explore everything that you have to offer because just we as humans, we're so, we have no idea what we're capable of. You might be able to come away. You never knew you could come. (laughs) And I say, fucking explore that shit. Do that shit. Thanks again to Africa for joining me today, your bravery and sharing your story, your humor, and your utmost honesty. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Anytime. Never ashamed. Thank you again to my guest and thanks to you, the listener. Connect with Afterthought on iTunes by subscribing and on IG by following Listen to A. Till next time. <laughs>